0: Welcome to DQ Chats.
1: Hello, Trina. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs>
0: Thank you so much for um, for taking the time to chat with us, particularly in this busy time of early days of lockdown. Um, I really appreciate it, and um, particularly because what the the uh, what we're going to talk about is so beautifully not lockdown related, that I would really like to take that time to... uh,
1: Yeah, let's
0: have a chat about something that
1: isn't COVID related. (laughs) That sounds good.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um, So the topic I wanted to talk to you about today is this beautiful work that you've been doing with your year 10 students around introducing them to Shakespeare uh, for their, their unit three Mm -hmm. Um, And I just thought, could you first of all give us a little bit of background on what that unit involves
1: and what task they are working towards? Sure. So this unit, this is our third unit of Grade 10 Drama. This is a, I guess it's a contemporary theatre style focused unit, Um, but we started at um, looking at some Elizabethan theater and Shakespeare to work towards um, modeling the assessment and ways of working of the senior transform unit, the unit 4. So we look at Shakespearean text, we look at Elizabethan uh, con- conventions of the Elizabethan theatre um, we looked at at the beginning and then started to shift that into the I- oh I guess the idea of that convention of hybridity, that students could use conventions from any style of theatre, could use um, those traditional iconic conventions of Elizabethan theatre, but shift the, um, what's the word, I guess, the communication of meaning, ideas, plot, character, meaning, um, dramatic meaning, um, yep. by uh, modernising, contemporising and, and using that hybridity to create something new while still playing with that um, that original language of the text, that the Shakespearean texts. So that's, I guess, a really long-winded description of the unit. It's the a that were, complex that were, unit, yeah. It's a complex yeah, unit, so it's hard it to is, nutshell it. <laughs> it is hard to nutshell it, and I, I really underestimated that, I think, when, when I started working with colleagues here to plan the learning experiences of what this unit will be because I think I took for granted that students will have learnt about Shakespeare and Shakespearean text, maybe not so much in drama. We don't touch on it really in any of our junior um, drama units here at school, but I think I just assumed that they would know and they would have done it in maybe English or they would have studied Romeo and Juliet and watched the Baz Luhrmann movie and you know, brought with them a bit of context and understanding of their own to be able to springboard pretty quickly out of Shakespeare and Elizabethan theatre into what we know is in that, you know, is the, I guess, the assessment and learning objectives of that, of modelling into Unit 4. Yeah. Um, to, to update it a little bit. But I found, um, have I gone off track yet? I found that I really, we really needed to go and kind of settle into the context of Elizabethan life and theatre. We needed to meet Shakespeare and get to know him in his, his lived as much as we know, I guess, of his lived context and experience a little bit of theatre and, um, I guess, theatrical play and role play before we could take it out and change it, which I guess makes sense, but I underestimated how important that introduction would be.
0: Yeah. No, I think that's... You've beautifully segued there into, like, two questions I wanted to (laughs) ask you because, um, well, for a bit of context from... um, my perspective, the reason that I wanted to talk to you about this unit is there has been a distinct buzz around the beginning of this unit. Um, well, I mean, well, we're in, you know, we, 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 you started last term um and there was a distinct buzz around your year 10 students and what they were doing in this unit and how excited they were about it and um speaking from experience you know Shakespeare it can be uh, a tough cookie hard not to crack all that kind of thing and Mm -hmm. um, there can be some reluctance particularly if students haven't uh engaged with it in a active performance way you know seeing it as as an active text in a play if they've only analysed it sitting at desks. I mean, we have some brilliant teaching that goes on in those spaces mm, as well. Mm-hmm. But in terms of performing it, having it in their mouths, being those characters, very daunting. And your introduction to the unit and your engagement with the Elizabethan
1: convention. Which <laughs> I nerded out over it a little bit. It was kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: I mean, that's sort of, uh, it, and that as well, like to A, get buzz from that um, from, you know, performing in Elizabethan context. Um, and B, I think for myself personally, I tend to shy away from those Elizabethan conventions and rush towards the modernizing. And I like how you sat with it and, um, and let the kids sit with it. So that's what I was hoping you would, um, talk us through today is those learning activities you did to definitely, yeah, engage and enrol the students in that understanding of um, Shakespeare within his own context.
1: Yeah, well, this is a, we did a three lesson introduction, essentially, before really, I use the word springboarding off, like bouncing off from Elizabethan into contemporary theatre and this idea of the reimagining. So, but for the, for the introduction, I, I think I, I guess I'm a pretty image based learner and um, I like the experience. I'm really inspired by, um, my colleagues. Does everyone know that we work together? Can I say that? I just said it <laughs> <laughs> They do <that. laughs> um, by, by you in the way that you take such a practical approach to the way that you introduce your topic. So I take a lot of inspiration from you and those around me. Um, and I, you know, I, I was like, oh, how, how would we learn about this? And you know, full disclosure, I'm watching a lot of horrible histories and listening to some history storytime kid podcasts with my children, which take kids back on these, um, kind of sensory, audible, audible, sensory journeys of what it was like to live in other times. So, um, Oh, and and I was watching a lot of Upstart Crow, I think, as well. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So I was like, "Hell, how do I?" I'm kind of interested in this. So, how do I recreate this for, this, for my students who didn't know as much as I thought they would? I guess about yes. about Shakespearean times. So, I'm just, gonna, I'm just gonna like restate what
0: you said there because I'm sure most teachers will have done horrible histories, but Upstart Crow. Yeah. Um, David Mitchell just so good and such a good
1: for Shakespeare nerds so much fun so beautiful yeah I really, really enjoyed it um so my first lesson involved me not having the or having the drama room locked and students weren't able to do their normal kind of walk into the drama room this was the first lesson back after the holidays so straight into the the term um they left all these things uh, off their, all their things I took them outside I gave them a roll you know a piece of paper with some roles written down that they weren't allowed to look at as I introduced them to the focus of our unit and gave them a little bit of a timeline of right now we are in mid that we're in the mid 1500s in England we're going to be um so I put them there next week we're going to be in 2021 South South Brisbane or you know in, in, in Brisbane um so we're going on a bit of a timeline um I gave them a bit of a a really kind of talk and chalk introduction to, you know, Elizabethan in England, life being ruled by the Queen and the church, and a tiny bit about, um, you know, Protestant versus um, the Catholic religion, social structure being important, Elizabeth, Elizabeth being a fan of the theatre, and then an intro into um, all that stuff we know, I guess, well, I thought we all knew about um, kind of life in a the theatre. From then, I let the students open their um, where are they? I've lost my. Oh, there it is. I let the students open their roles. Um, I had one Queen Elizabeth, I had one Shakespeare, one Christopher Marlowe, so he had a bit of competition. There were a few noble people, there were a few ministers, there were a few Puritans who were directed to find um, fault and sin in the, the action that was about to occur. Um, I had some groundlings and peasants and a, a um, band of actors male or, or male students for the actors. Um, from there, I took them to a space we have here at school that's like an amphitheater to then um, introduce. Oh, so we talked a little, sorry, I talked a little bit about kind of role and character as we were going and who you would walk next to and how you would speak next to the people that you were walking with, kind of to get a, a little bit of introduction into the social status. Um, and then once we got to the amphitheater here at school, I, I started speaking about, or uh, kind of placing them in an Elizabethan theatre with that open air, um, open air kind of space, performances having to occur in daylight. And this was period one on a Tuesday morning, so it was first thing in the morning. Um, flag being flown from the theatre to show a play was being performed, and we could kind of see the top of the flag pole at school, which thankfully had a flag, and that was really good. Um, and uh, then as I kind of introduced uh, Elizabeth. Enjoying the theatre, she was allowed to enter as everyone else bowed as she walked and found her seat at the very top tier of the amphitheatre um, behind her. Then the noble people were allowed to enter but not sit near her but still had to sit close to the top and the ministers and Shakespeare was allowed to enter but he could, wasn't allowed to sit anywhere anywhere next to Christopher Marlowe but they had to eye each other off the whole time. Um, <laughs> and, 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 and Puritans were sitting Um kind of in sentry guard around the back to make sure that nothing naughty was happening. Um, and of course all the peasants had to sit down on the floor in the dirt. So, um, from there, I gave the actors some, uh, bits of text that, that kind of enter introduced some ideas about the conventions of Elizabethan theater. So, um, there being very little scenery where a character would tell the audience where the scene was set. And I got, um, a couple of actors to be the chorus to read the prologue from Romeo and Juliet, women's parts, parts played by men, um, two male students, um, took the role of Romeo and Juliet in the balcony scene, um, long speeches giving the actors time to you know, change their clothes and get to the other side of the stage or whatever. So somebody, um, one of the students read an excerpt of the to be or not to be, um, soliloquy from Hamlet. And then just cause it was really fun, the idea of how violent these plays were. And another student, read an excerpt from Titus Adronicus okay. with all of the, um, uh, you know, pulling out the eyes and serving them with pies to your parents and that kind of thing. So, you know, it was so fun. I, the students engaged how I would hope to, but in a way that I didn't think that I would achieve. I, 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 there was a lot of things were kind of playing I guess but it, it felt really lucky the sun was shining we had this oh and at one stage our um, executive principal whose office sits above this um uh amphitheater came out and uh, kind of perused the action <laughs> as it was happening so we had this moment where we had we we likened it to you know their religion versus the monarch, and then everybody else <laughs> underneath. So we had this amazing kind of moment. <laughs> of, <laughs> <this laughs> it's
0: like an actual feudal <laughs> system, like in, in yes. <laughs> I love that. I, I you mentioned that you had boys playing Romeo and Juliet. Did you yeah. have any resistance to that? Did they take it seriously? What was their what was their reaction? Um, a
1: little bit of resistance. I have a this class is made up. This is a very cl- a tight. Um, like, can I use the word harmonious kind of class? They get on mostly quite well. We've some, most have come through from year eight and nine together most. So it's a, it's a pretty safe, happy space in terms of experimenting, which is, I feel so, so, so fortunate um, uh, for, but they, yeah, there was a bit of sniggering and a little bit of resistance, but um, I gave Queen Elizabeth the um, power to stop and direct so if she wasn't happy with how feminine <laughs> Romeo, uh, sorry, Juliet was, she was allowed to stop. I don't stop believe it. it. And they had to start again until she believed it. And right. so that we, we made fun of it, I guess. And, you know, using that talking about presentational acting style and some other conventions of Elizabethan theater, we kind of, th- they were absolutely bombarded by heckles from the peasants and the Puritans calling out that Romeo and Juliet shouldn't be talking about love because they're only teenagers. And, um, and then Queen Elizabeth going, Nope, don't believe you. Do it again. Nice. Morgan, so, yeah, so all of those
0: roles, even once the uh, even once the focus had shifted to the performers on stage, all of those people who were in roles in the audience were still still had roles as well. And, yeah, so on, on the little
1: yeah. the little pieces of sorry. Yes, so the little pieces of paper I gave them had, I guess, their role and a, a couple of dot points of, of character and motivation, I guess, in in how they would. How they would react in there. Um, so that, it was, it was really beautiful. And of course, the like, the, they were short, sharp little bits of excerpts, and they were totally tongue, tongue twisted with the, the language and um, the rhythm of the text, but in a really nice way. And the kids who were sitting and watching, I think, were half pleased that it wasn't them, but. enjoying the performance at the same time and oh I hope the experience and then we finished the um that lesson oh actually two things and uh so that was kind of I guess two-thirds of the lesson and the final the final third was split between learning a um traditional um oh I can't remember the the name of the dance now but uh you know the Elizabethan dances that partner dances that go around in a circle so we learned one of those to some some music up on the green
0: which which i must say when the first i mean i know we we sort of talked about the planning of this unit together but this was the first bit of buzz that i heard from the students was that they were doing that really yeah that's yeah (laughs) because i've got a few of your year 10s in my after school drama uh, right right and they were doing the uh Uh. singing with each other and, and i just thought that was
1: absolutely delightful they loved it that makes my heart so happy. Um, but the fun, yeah, so you know, there were boys touching palms and turning around, and I took hand sanitizer up, so we sanitized before, but you know, touching palms and walking around and, and doing that and yes, rolling their eyes but kind of doing it in a I don't totally hate this kind of way. Um and then we finished by going back down to where we had some Wi-Fi connection and I airdropped them a Shakespearean insult generator, and they had two minutes to find their favorite one and their exit ticket was to come up to me and give me the best insult to my face that they could find. (laughs) This is your one and only moment, but it has to be authentically Shakespearean and presentational in its delivery. Uh, And I just stood with the iPad kind of head height filming them just absolutely laying into me, but in the most <laughs> extreme kind of way.
0: <laughs> the footage is
1: fantastic. I love <laughs> the it. footage so, is amazing. Yeah. So, so that was that was really fun. So from there in the next lesson, um we went into um more we played some games uh, uh which I can which I can share, but to play some names about um I guess kind of similar in a similar way to what is it uh, like enemy and friend you know the game where you have to choose someone in the room where you have to stay away from them and someone that you have to be close to and that moving around the space kind of game versions of that so that you get the sense of what it's like to have a secret need to get close to someone they always have that presence of danger we likened I likened that to um being catholic or protestant or swinging between both and always needing to know who you had to be friends with and, or, you know, who you should be close to and who you should distance yourself from Um, a couple of games like that, which was really fun. And, um, we then, uh, you know, some tableau games of making, um, you know, finding that group's activity, find a group of whatever, uh, number, and then making tableaus in a, in a defined period of time that, Um, created images of some of the obvious themes from Romeo and Juliet. That's the play that we decided that that my class is focusing on. So they had to find a family feud, a pair of star cross lovers, divide between young and old and revenge, those kind of themes. And that was really fun. And we've used them since to kind of analyze and look at how effective freeze frames and tableaus can be to, to communicate um, motifs and ideas. We were able to pull those back.
0: Um, And I love your link to actually using that as a convention there. Um, I think a lot of my senior students see freeze frames as something too juvenile. Whereas actually like if you actually shift that into Tableau and Admovie, yeah. it's a really, really effective convention that we see in professional theater all the time. So yeah, I'm glad that you were still, that's really cool that you were still like referring back to. Oh, that.
1: And my students are the same, but I guess now being able to, they see this in our list of, we, you know, you've, you've made that gorgeous list of all the conventions of the theatre styles that are all of our year-level study, and it's there as a convention, a legitimate convention. So I think it's kind of giving them a bit of, um, bit of oomph there. Uh, then I shared with them then a little introduction to um, Midsummer Night's Dream and gave them a tiny little excerpt of uh, Helena and... <laughs> Demetrius? Ooh, Demetrius, thank you. Um, and they had to make it as Elizabethan as possible. So they we made a list of Elizabethan conventions, um, paired it up, and um, they needed to employ as many Elizabethan conventions as they could to make it to go full Shakespeare. Um, <laughs> and it was, do you know what, it was an absolute failure because <laughs> they did not they went above and beyond and started reimagining or started I guess modernizing and using that that I'd, I'd spoken about hybridity in terms of that's where we would be going to and I think some of them either whether they did it deliberately or not really started pulling in conventions from other styles and making them funny in a different way or slightly out of context in an interesting way and but it was very cool. So I didn't anticipate that happening, but it was this really fun moment at the end of a lesson going and actually saying, well, you know, you actually, actually all completely failed that <laughs> because remember what the goal was, at, the goal was at the beginning. Ah, uh, yeah. It was like, and what did we just see? Uh, ah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, there was learning in it in the end, but um, it was a fun kind of like, um, anti- in what it's not, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, my favourite yeah. style thing, yeah. Matt, and so from from that week week of introduction, we really then slammed into modern theatre in the following week. So, keeping that list of Elizabethan conventions, we really then mixed, used them, and made a big list of other conventions that we've used in other theatre styles that um, they had used can all could remember. I guess it was a bit of retrieval to uh, remember from different uh, units that they'd studied in seven, eight, and nine, or however many years of drama they had studied we then looked at started reading an abridged version of Romeo and Juliet and then played with um some shadow and freeze frames to start representing themes and characters from the play and it kind of the the weeks have gone on from there playing with different conventions
0: it's so Um, you have fit in so much though like I in recalling what you've done I was like oh they must have started last term but actually, no. All of that has been just up until now, and we're currently at the yeah. beginning of what week four?
1: Uh, yeah, that's that's that has been something that hasn't felt very comfortable though. I've been very pressed for time, and I don't think I've really balanced and pressed for time in that we have an assess- assessment schedule to meet, and I this is not the only grade ten class, so we have to align with a um, a schedule so that all students across the grade ten drama are kind of going along on the same kind of track Um, but I have really struggled and don't think I've mastered the balance between the delivery of content the playing and exploring of content and actually then having time for the students to experiment and create in a um, lowercase f formative kind of way yeah yep it, yeah, that has been a challenge, and i I definitely haven't resolved that. and I feel like if we had like an extra lesson a week, that would be about the time that or you know an extra twenty minutes of every lesson, that would make it pretty neat. but um I haven't done that very well or as well as I'd like to. Well,
0: I mean, I think I think you. I I totally appreciate your point there but I also think that you have actually spent time engaging with Elizabethan performance styles and conventions for much longer than we perhaps normally do because we do rush on to um okay but this is the yeah, time kind of thing. yeah so yeah see what you mean it would have been nice to have them creating in those roles um for longer um mm. but but I think with the time and and um constraints that you have had you have done an excellent job and it's been it's been so lovely seeing the footage and talking to the students about it like it's it really has been a highlight of um, yeah.
1: drama. Oh, that's so exciting I, I haven't really spoken to them outside of class about it but they're, they're, they're vibing class is pretty positive and exciting, which is re- ex- yeah exciting, which is really nice. Yeah. Um, and they're, like the ideas are pinging now. So now in this uh, lockdown week is the introduction of the task, which is a bit, um, a bit hairy, given, given <laughs> that we're kind of doing it um, remotely rather than having been face-to-face. But I guess um, that's, that's what it is. And we, we are fortunate that we have the kind of delivery method to be able to do that. Um, supportive here at school and that they've had such a practical intro to this yeah event, I and they've done
0: so much performance work I mean if you if you had done a chalk and talk about Elizabethan um, conventions and context and then they'd gone to this that would have been such a disappointing um, start yeah. but I think it's a really exciting start and um, and they do have a lot, it's a, it is a complex task and I think introducing it remotely will be difficult but you've given them such a great um, springboard to go from.
1: Uh, yeah I think it's it started really well and ideas have, ideas I guess we've kind of been teaching, I've drip fed little parts of the task throughout Um, So that, you know, keep in mind when you do this, you're going to have to think about this in a different context. Keep in mind when you do this, no, you can't change the language. I don't want to hear the subtext. I want to hear exactly you show me show me the subtext physically. You can't change the words. You know, so things like that have have, um, been happening along the way. And I'm really, really excited to see what they're doing. So the task is that they have to reimagine a scene from... Romeo and Juliet and so they're allowed to fragment but not change any of the text and yeah so the purpose and this is the real focus of shifting now away from being just working with elements and conventions and just communicating um dramatic meaning they have to be really mindful of what they're going to be doing to achieve the purpose which is to make Shakespeare Shakespeare uh what is it entertaining and relevant for a contemporary audience
0: yeah beautiful which mirrors that um the ia3 the practice led project yeah. where at, at this school we do greek uh, theater in in year 12 so they've had this experience with shakespeare in year 10 and then greek in year 12. um well thank you so much for taking us through that kath uh it's been really lovely to hear you talk about it and um and to have like this as a as a verbal resource of um sort of Ooh. lesson plan sharing because um i definitely want to attempt this when I'm back in the year 10 space and um hopefully some of our listeners will be thinking this would be a really creative way to introduce their own Shakespeare units yeah thanks Trina.
1: that's nice to talk about
0: thanks so much
1: all right okay Bye bye bye